Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Broker, the podcast where we talk about employee engagement, uh, operational excellence, and just really trying to make your agency the best place it can be. Big shout out to Indio for putting this on for us, www.useindio.com. If you don't know them, you should check them out. They help take all your information and put it into one place. They make it easier for your clients, your prospects. They truly show kind of a customer experience differentiation. Today, I'm excited as heck. I've got Seth Zarumba. Did I say that right, Seth? Yeah, close enough, Zarumba. Uh, all right. And for those of you that don't know, Seth has a, uh, a some kind of product that a lot of folks in the, in the space are talking about. And I've known Seth for a couple of years, and I've kind of um, just watched him from afar, and he's put an awesome team together. Recently, you picked up Sydney Rowe. And, you know, it's kind of like an all-star group over there that you got going on. And so, hey, welcome to the podcast, and thanks for being on with me. Hey, thanks for having me, Deeds. So, so help me understand, man. I mean, why, why is there – why are all the people that I respect in the industry all excited about what you guys are doing? What is this thing? How, I mean, you know, everybody talks about and, – and it's a couple different things, right? I guess you guys used to be neon, and now you're uh, – be atomic. Can you help me understand kind of what it is, where it came from and where it's going and, and what your hope is? Yeah. Um, so not a professional marketer. That's why we got Sid Rowe. Um, it, so Neon is the product. Be atomic is the company. Um, and it was born out of Zinc, which is my agency. I still operate an independent agency every day and uh, frustrated with um, the aggregation of tasks that the industry has given independent agents over the last few years. And, and and nobody ever really tackled them and updated what, what we do and how we do it and make money off of it. And so started working a couple of years ago on how we could take what being an independent agent in the teens and now going into the 20s looks like and actually make money off of it without having to, to sell out or to, to partner up and do these things. So how do we make um, independent agents sustainable long term? Because that's who I am. And um, Technology is a big part of it. I mean, it's always people, process, and technology, but right. technology is a, a huge part of what has to happen. And so, you know, frustrated with what was out there and really became fascinated with the idea that independent agents don't need to necessarily scale through uh, private equity. Um, I didn't think we needed to scale through premium aggregation. I think that, that, that that's a tough model for the industry long-term and came across the idea of data as scale and how we could use information and behaviors within agencies to create scale and opportunity and in the process figure out how to run agencies in the modern day. And out of that came um, the product that we now call Neon. And Neon is what we've been running Zinc, my agency on for the last year and a half now and seeing amazing results with it. But as a small independent agent, not enough data to scale, not enough to really accomplish those big things. And so from that was born Beatomic, which is a, which is a company now that, that's now investor funded by agents and myself to really build this product, bring it into the marketplace and allow independent agents to stay independent, um, but to scale around information behavior, make ourselves more viable and connect in the 21st century way with carriers and, and really make sense of this whole independent channel. And kind of, instead of just doing the same thing over and over again and wondering why the numbers are going down, let's go at it a different way. And so be atomic, the company, neon, the product and agents um, kind of in charge of things again for the first time. So, okay. Is is Neon and is it an agency management system? 
it's it's <laughs> a good question. I mean, help 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 me understand yeah. like exactly if I if I'm an agent and I want to do this, what's how, what am I replacing? What am I getting out of it? I mean, how how are you coming into agents? What's the what's the pitch? I mean, what you said, I, I can see on a conceptual level, but on a tactical level, it's kind of hard to put in place. Yeah, so it's definitely got agency management system built into it um, because that's part of what we do. However, I don't want to manage policies for a living. I, I want to manage relationships. And so if you can imagine right now, powering an independent agency is somewhere between 15 and 30 technologies. And that, that's all the way from email and phones and, and voicemail and, and agency management system and NPS and, and accounting systems, all of that stuff. None of it was necessarily built to go together. And most of what takes the scale or the, the margins out of an independent agency are supporting all of these disparate work practices necessary to run but not connected together. So what I like to tell agents is when Neon comes in, you unplug everything, disconnect everything, get rid of your agency management system, get rid of your phones, get rid of your email, get rid of all of that stuff. And we've built it all into one where all behaviors are coordinated, where you have visibility in everything. And now you can run the plant, so to speak. So now all of that stuff is working together. Everybody has line of sight on the customer, the behaviors, the marketing, the sales, the service, and now the intelligence piece of it run on this, this now gives you as an owner or as a manager, complete view of your silo or your agency and allows you to have a much more sophisticated view. So I guess in the world of today, it's like unplugging your cable and we're asking agents to unplug and adopt new and better behaviors that allow them to have line of sight and understanding into their business and where the margins are, where they aren't and how incrementally we can change every behavior. And if we could shave one point of margin off of every behavior, well, by the time you're done with it, you could save 20 or 30% of margin within your agency without really having to do anything different other than run better. So when, when you talk about, uh, so if, if I'm a traditional agent today and I'm running, say, AMS 360 and I've got Shortel Sky in, I've got, you know, Office 365. And like you said, I've got all my security technologies and all these other things in place. Am I going in buying neon and bringing that in and then there's a transition period that that now at some point I don't have any of that I just have a little box and a server room is it all cloud-based I mean walk me through like the the one two three step by step I'm a a traditional agent doing my traditional work and when we talk about behaviors I mean let, let's drill that down a little bit we're talking about how many phone calls we're making, who are we touching, what what are we touching, when are we spending time with those individuals? And so, I mean, are producers using an app to put that stuff in there? Help me understand how you're capturing the different uh, behavioral analytics and what, what you consider those beha key behaviors are that you're tracking. Yeah, so to answer your first question, um, we are asking them to unplug traditional technology and replace them with newer technology. Um, so you think about your phones right now, you know, 60% of the data that we're making within Zinc is spoken word, but it's not captured. It just, it's just part of the transaction, which is to make the endorsement or do whatever. Um, if you think about all the interactions with your customer, time of day preference, medium preference, channel preference, all of those things correlatively start to tell stories about customer preference and behavior of not just the customer, but behavior of our internal staff and behavior of our carriers. And so what I would say is agents are running their business on 20 or 30 technology, not coordinating, talking together. They're working with customers and there's no coordination of information or behavior there. And then they're putting it into forms or emails and sending it to carriers and there's no coordination there. And we're relying on all of that, that dissimilarity to 
to create a quality product. And so what we just said is, wait a minute, why don't every time we talk to a customer, an agent, someone else in our office, or another carrier, why don't we put it all together into one transaction so that we can see these things and we can begin to stack them up and correlate them and use intelligence and machine learning to now predict or understand how to better serve a customer. And so what I would tell you is most agencies are capturing very basic information, usually the download um, or some notes in a system that aren't easily queryable and don't ever add up to intelligence. And the systems weren't built for that. You know that deeds. I mean, everything was built around policy management. And then since policy management was our core technology, then we just start stacking all of this stuff on top of it. To what end? I mean, to, do we stack this technology to the ceiling? Do we start spinning the plates forever? And then how do we scale that? And how do we make it go? Well, we can't do that in the middle. Now I'll give you the big guys that figured that out. They've taken private equity, external money, and they've figured out how to create compensation models and scale models that allow them to do that. Heck, you do that very well with the organizations you service. And the, 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 maybe the smaller ones have figured that out too. If you look at aggregation, most of them are using scale around processes and similar technology and similar service centers to try and make aggregation more profitable. And they have. I mean, I think SIA is like an $8 billion company, right? So they've figured out how to do it. But the people in the middle with all this disparate technology spinning plates are not getting it done. And they represent a significant part of the channel. And so why not give them the means to scale their behaviors together, aggregate those, to be, those behaviors to, together, scale on the intelligence around them and distribute the intelligence and then allow the carriers to access that so that they can understand the margins to be had within an agency based on quality customer service, marketing, sales, and, and good agency operations. I mean, okay, so I've seen a lot of submission platforms, right, come and, come and go. And I mean, as you look at this, is this is this a submission platform of sorts? I mean, or is it a really just what, you know, if I've got five producers and I'm trying to determine hit ratio of producers, you know, today with my traditional, and a traditional agency, it's hard to do, right? Because yeah. I've got an, an agency management system that typically my CSR handles or my account manager handles. Then I've got a prospecting tool of for, some form that I, my producer probably uses not not in a great way because they don't get a lot of return on it, right? I mean, it's, it's a big brother-esque kind of, are you doing the right thing? If you are, then we're going to leave you alone. If you aren't, we're going to apply the, the stick to you. I mean, how does that, how, how does Neon work in that? I mean, do, do they just all write into the same place? Is that? Yeah. So we've, we've, um, so we've taken the basic components of an agency, which I would say in general is prospecting, marketing, sales, customer experience, and then data or intelligence, right? Um, if you look at the systems we use, none of them value those outcomes in, in an aggregate. They've all just said, I'm going to do this well, I'm going to do this well, I'm going to do this well we've looked at it and said, hey, listen, all of those things correlate together. And so how do we take data-driven prospecting, um, focus marketing off of data to salespeople converted to customer experience and then towards business operations? How do we create the one picture of all that? How do we unite the information about who we prospect, what worked and didn't work in marketing, who sold what, when we sold them, did they actually contribute towards a good customer score? Do they have lifetime value higher than the others? Are they making us money? Are they making their carriers money? If they're not making carriers money, how do we change marketing to bring different people in? Where do we get the data from? All of that stuff is running around disparate. We just said, hey, listen, that's all just process. So why don't we recreate a process that values that and start replacing stuff in an agency until it all talks together. And so in 2016 at Zinc, my agency, we just said, all right, Let's, let's, let's go with marketing and prospecting. Then let's go with sales. 
then let's go with customer experience, then go, let's go with business operations and now data. And what we saw in that is one, our margin gains were significant. So when we understood the fractional value of behaviors, both to us as an agency in terms of profit, to carriers in terms of um, uh, growth and, and, and profitability, and then to our staff in terms of ease of doing business, business and efficiency, and then to our customers in terms of score, when we put it all on one platform, we said, hey, customers like us more, they're staying and they're coming in faster. Our people are working more efficiently, significantly more efficiently, and we're making more money. And the results to our carriers that we're growing faster with more profitable business, it turns out that looking at the whole thing as one, as opposed to uh, 20 or 30 different technologies, revealed a tremendous amount of inefficiency and a ton of opportunity to break down these gallon buckets of measurements were, that were not very fine into teaspoons. And by looking at every behavior in an agency by teaspoon, we were able to start carving out margins on those teaspoons that we couldn't otherwise do in a gallon jug of measurement. And so the unit measurement for success in any action in an agency is too big. We can't get accuracy around it because we are literally trying to measure teaspoons with gallon jugs. You can do it, pour a teaspoon in a gallon jug and eye it up and tell me if you can get there, but it's very hard to do and very hard to repeat. By breaking down each behavior, coordinating them, and then giving line of sight in terms of intelligence and machine learning on all of those, providing insights into the moment to people when they used it has been game-changing for us. The growth has been off the chain. What we realize though is one independent agent will not have enough scale to do that because even if we try to, to aggregate all of those teaspoons, we're too small. And so we had to build a system that would take all those teaspoons from all those agencies and put them all together so that they could scale together. And I think if we've done anything, it's that. It's we've said, traditionally, independent agencies aren't connected. They go from themselves to an AMS and then to the rest of the industry. We just figured out how to connect all the agencies beforehand and then we decide what goes up and down. And now we can look at a collective view before everyone else does. I mean, are you creating like a best practice almost for these agencies? And then how do you get away from, how do you get around the fear of competition that is typically driven independence to be siloed? I mean, the reason that we were siloed is it was an advantage for us to be that way because we didn't want to have Bob down the street know what we were doing. Now we find ourselves at a disadvantage because the bigger brokers are turning that data over into value extremely fast now and iterating through it. We're sitting back, you know, a light year away from where we need to be. And I mean, is that, is that the hope that now we're going to arm the, the independents that are, um, that haven't had those, uh, moments yet to with a tool that they can kind of get that sophistication without the investment? Yeah. Um, we've done all that for them and with them. Um, like I said, I'm doing it with my agency. So you know deeds from working with some of the biggest brokers in the world that um, if you had the staff to aggregate that learning and if you could get that information in the hands of the right people, you can change business outcomes. Um, but there's management layers and executive teams and, 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 and really sophisticated operations within large agencies. Mid Middle-sized agencies don't have that. And so we had to figure out how to change behaviors of the person. And so what I would say is we're using data to change behavior. So we've been able to aggregate all the behaviors, put them in the workflows, understand what's most likely to happen with the customer next, what the most value a CSR or producer can develop, what, what to talk about with a, with a prospect if you're a producer, if you're a marketer, what kind of campaigns to run. We've been able to aggregate all that together and in the moment before something happens, push that insight out to them so that they have that based on the learning of the whole group. And so rather than, rather than us being independent, and you were right, 
Um, we, we thought independence once upon a time was us doing it our own way. What we've come to learn out, learn now is that independence is not how we do business. It's why we do business. And so um, the big guys have figured out this is why we do business, because if we can't get here, we're not going to survive long term, can't return investors. Independence, small to medium size, haven't figured that out. We thought our how made us special. Well, we're really good at service. We're really fast at this. We're an expert in this. That doesn't scale. So what we're saying now is, listen, it is no longer how. Let's, let's, let's hom um, homogenize our hows. Let's figure out what the best processes are, and let's focus on our why in our marketing, our sales, and our customer experience. And so we've been able to do that. We've taken all the behaviors. Right now, it's with 14 pilot agencies. They're coming on at the beginning of next year. We're all working in the system. We're sharing that information. I can't see your deeds. You can't see mine. But together, we can learn about the best way to do it. And now when we know the best thing using intelligence engines, and we have about three or four inside of our system, we can now push those out to the CSR before she picks up the phone. We can put that on the phone of a producer before he goes into a, 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 into a prospect meeting. And, and, and they can now have the benefit of what all the group has learned inside of a, in a landscape or prospecting meeting. So we can do all of those things and now move it and change behaviors, not necessarily just with education, but within true behavioral insights in the moment to change the outcomes for the better. And that's really it. I think you can see lots of people in the 20s um, talking about data, 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 data. Data means nothing if it doesn't change behaviors. And so we had to figure out how to aggregate behaviors, interpret and understand behaviors, scale on them, and then redistribute them to change outcomes. And if we've done one thing right, we're using data to change outcomes for the better. And I've seen it in my agency. We're starting to see it in the pilot agencies. Pilot carriers are coming on board. They're participating because now there's a system that's API ready. They want to change workflows. They want to give insights and, and views into processes that otherwise took five or 10 clicks to get to. So you're seeing this movement saying, hey, 60% of the distribution place are these independent agents. They're no longer stuck on their house. They're, they're more worried about their whys. How do we empower them with data and insights and capabilities that make them better for the customer, more profitable for themselves, and a reliable, meaningful distribution partner in the future for carriers. And so when you talk about behavior specifically, like well, give, me, give me an example of two or three different behaviors that the system captures today. I'm just curious. Yeah, so like this year, um, we spent, in my agency, we spent $68,000. Actually, carriers spent $68,000 of my service payroll getting stuff done for them. So because we can do this now, we can see that when carriers issue, when we issue a policy and meet all the guidelines and issue it, we now can track all the carriers' communication and requests coming back after that. So we've now broken down that communication into um, actions, and those actions now have costs associated with them. So the first thing I would tell you is $68,000 of my payroll this year was used by carriers to answer basic underwriting questions that they didn't ask at intake, but needed in order to issue policies. In yours agencies, it's probably millions of dollars, right? So the first thing we learned is we're not, we're not, we're using our payroll to solve carrier problems. Well, when carriers come in and say, why aren't you growing? I think the answer could easily say with what we learned this year, you don't pay me to grow. You pay me to ask, where's the fire hydrant? How many stories is the building? How old is the roof? That's all stuff you should be pulling, not using my, my payroll to answer those questions. I'll give you another example. Quoting, um, most agents have never tracked for a full year every activity associated with quoting, and therefore they have no idea how much quoting is costing them. We did. And so I know every phone call, email, direct message, text, face-to-face -face visit, in-office visit related to quoting process. And what we were able to learn this year 
is that I'm losing money on quoting. <laughs> there is no way I can stay in business long-term if I keep quoting the way carriers want me to quote. And so now, how do I solve that issue? I can gain significant margin gain, probably 60 or $70,000 of payroll time if I can solve small business commercial quoting, sure. right? So these are the margin gains that by breaking down these behaviors, aggregating them together and looking at the true cost of them, we can now understand where we're losing money and then how to partner with carriers to fix them. And it goes on and on and on. I mean, I could go forever about the things we're learning that we just assumed were our job. They're really not our job. They were pushed on us. The margins aren't there to support that work and we're trying to make it work. Well, no surprise, independent agents in the middle are not making it work. That is the reason they're becoming stacked dry firewood for M&A because they haven't figured out how to solve these things. We've seen them this year in our agency, we've gained 20% of margin just by operating different. Same people, same customers, better process. That is to be had across the channel. And we are going to create a new economy of behaviors amongst independent agents that make them more valuable than ever. So watch out M&A world, because once agents figure out how to gain back margin, they will make more money eating the egg than killing the goose. And so that's what we're focused on, the egg model, not the goose model that's winning right now. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the, the M&A is being driven by fear, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, my, I can't keep up. There's too much out there. The, the hill's too hard, long, big to climb. The capabilities that I, that I might net, even after a significant investment, is still going to leave me behind. And so I think they get overwhelmed, and then the, damn, the multiple's so high at the moment that it just, it, you know, it's like it's an easier out. Right. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, they don't even want to, but they're just like, what do we do? You know, well, there's will... no internal sophistication to understand how to perpetuate. Right. And there's no marketplace that values it. So the external marketplace funded by PE is really attractive because there exists no second option. And what I'm saying is a connected group of agents making data driven decisions, sharing information together can and will create a second option where we are more valuable to each other than we are to an external marketplace. And so we, part of what we're doing, and we've got eight products that will come out over the next three years. One of those is solving that issue is how we move books of businesses and agency amongst each other at a higher transaction value than we could externally because we have the data on the behaviors and we can overlay overlay those behaviors with our current agency to understand how we can maximize them. So there's a whole new economy of behaviors coming that will make the existing marketplace uh, well, it'll at least give the existing marketplace a, co- a competitor, which it doesn't have now. How, so how does Neon help? The, in the two cases that you, you talked about where, you know, small commercial quoting is is murderous. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare, right? Because account managers hate it. Uh, your, your the return sucks on it. It's just no good. I mean, what's Neon doing to, to try to, to, to help that? So in that particular case, the data was clear. We need to, we need to build commercial rating into our, our workflows. And so starting in March or April of next year, we'll have commercial rating um, inside of our workflow. So at the time we asked 12 questions to a commercial prospect, we'll have rate indication from our carriers. This is why carriers need to participate, right? Because now we need those APIs so that we can have that. So that very thing, that very data point helped us look at our workflows and change them so that we can get that margin back. If I get that margin back next year, I'm extremely more profitable, able to market and to grow and sell. And so what I would say is, frustratingly so, I have spent the 20 years of my career asking for permission for things like that. Hey, Carrier, will you let me do it? Hey, AMS, will you let me have this? No, we've got, you know, we're working on billing. We've been working on it for three years and that's what our focus is right now. 
enough of that. The, the, the industry is changing too fast. And frankly, the, the customer is changing so fast that we can no longer ask for permission to change. I will not ask for permission to right. change. And so I got sick and tired of being sick and tired about waiting for change. And it just, it became clear to me that independent agents are a significant part of the channel. There's no backup plan to replace us currently. And if we don't modernize and quit having to ask for permission to get better, then we're not going to be around. And so I would say be atomic, the corporation is all about the idea that we should as independent agents be just as sophisticated, if not more than the carriers, we should have systems just as sophisticated, just as capable so that we can do what carriers are doing, which is making tremendous returns off their investments. And so those things have never been taken seriously. The, unfortunately, the legacy AMSs are, are not going to get there fast enough and it's time for competitors to jump up. We're one, there will be more coming, I'm sure. Sure. And I mean, like you said, I mean, we see aggregation became a big deal. Now you got 30 freaking companies doing aggregation. I mean, I think yeah. that's a short term uh, win as well. I, I just don't think carriers are going to continue to pony up enhanced comp for, yeah, uh, yeah it, it doesn't make any sense, especially as they can do stuff that, that some of these agents can't, but well, I think it's awesome, man. I mean, I, I anything that's going to, cause really the play there is we're going to, we're going to take your inefficient processes we're going to help you make those more efficient. We're going to make your employees happier because they're going to be doing less crap that they, that they don't want to do. They're going to be able to be more engaged, more time with the consumer, more time with the customer, more time with the prospect, focused on those truly value added, the, the stuff that people pay us for, right? Not, not the moving of, of, of data and moving of process. So love that. I, I think it's, it's been exciting to watch you guys, you know, it's exciting to grow. I just, I, you got any last words for my listeners? If they want to freaking get a hold of you, if they want to figure out what's going on and what the next step is with you guys, how do they do that? Yeah. So that, that was half of it, making those better. But the other half of it is we'll create new revenue for agencies. So we're creating a data for sale model too, where, you know, independent agents lack, excuse me, independent agent carriers lack insight on customer behaviors. And so what I would tell you in 2021, if you're a carrier and you want agency made data about customers, about agents and about carriers, um, we're a place to come from that. That revenue comes to us and we redistribute that data money to the agents. We also are creating marketing dollars for agents that didn't exist otherwise by having sophisticated integrated marketing. Carriers are now starting to support neon agents with marketing dollars they would not otherwise get. And so for the efficiency gain, for the new revenue from data and the new revenue and support from marketing, that's the value that we're really bringing to the channel is bringing all of that information in one place where we can all benefit from it. If you want to learn more about what we're doing, the easiest place to catch me is probably on social. Um, and in terms of order of priority on that, I'm on Twitter every day, Facebook, I'm trying to get better at, but I just, um, I don't like the way it looks. And yeah, I can't deal with Facebook. I dip into it when I can. Um, and then, of course, you can always go to beatomic.com. We have a placeholder website up right now, January 15th, mid-January. We'll have a new website up with our business plan. Our pilots will be launching in 2020. And on February 29th, we'll be launching our first 15 agencies. Um, and we'll, we'll be throughout the industry next year showing, not talking about the issues, but showing what we're doing with it. So you can find me in all or any of those ways. Yeah, and if y'all just want to see somebody do badass videos and then do it right, I mean, you know, the, Sydney's probably the um, uh, she just does the coolest stuff, and and you know, it's just something as as we agents try to move forward, you know, it's one of those things when somebody like Sydney's out there pushing the envelope on doing you know really cool video about insurance stuff. 
it, it might spark you. So check out Be Atomic. Check out Seth on LinkedIn. Hit him on Twitter. You know, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're out there, brother. I'm glad that you know that we have. Thank you so much for being on this morning, gang. If you guys want to hit him up, LinkedIn. That's where I always find Seth. Beatomic.com. Is that right? Beatomic.com. All right, man. And big shout out to Indio, www.useindio for supporting this distribution channel and the education. Seth, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you so much. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and E&O free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast.